If you're going to be a cowgirl, you got to be tough. The best thing about being a teen girl is getting to have a cowgirl summer. Oh, this is the Pure Boys, a Christian podcast. But God told us to change. Oh, so for the summer we're watching cowgirl flicks. Oh, get in the action, feel the attraction. Horses and teens are what a dream. Oh, I want to be free and free to ride some horses. Man. I feel like a cowgirl. This is our summer theme song. Yahweh! What's up, Fudgebaggers? Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. Yeehaw, Fudgebagger. <laughs> I'm Zachariah Ty Bryant. <laughs> and I'm Jonathan Toilet Squared. Two Toilet Kid coming at you. Guns a blazing. <laughs> I stink. Hey. Hey, that's my Fonzie impression. Not bad. Hey. hey. That's how Fonzie. That's how Fonzie greeted everybody. I stink. You ever hey. go out in public and nope. then come home and realize you stunk? Yes, this morning, in fact. Oh my god, I stinky so much right. and I went to so many places and kissed so many uh, people. Isn't it embarrassing when you like when you come home and realize that and you go, "Oh, da- I'm that guy." Oh, yeah. damn it. Like people people walked by me and went, "This chump." And you're like, "Oh, yeah. rats." Oh well. Mama, that stinky man. I was stinky man. <laughs> Mama, that stinky man. Yeah, but that was but- you. That was you talking to your wife earlier. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I definitely didn't put my hands down my pants and smell them in front of people. I was at Costco earlier today, and my inner thigh got so itchy, I had to stop, stick my hand up my the bottom of my shorts to scratch the oh. inside of my leg. It was aggressive. Yeah. And I was like, so I, you were that kid then? I was that guy. And I was like, all right. I was like, whoa, I crashed into the mall. I crashed into Costco. Oh, it was beautiful. Great day. Hey, Why don't they call Costco the mall? I don't know. They should. You can get everything yeah. there. Clothes, food. Uh, uh, Hairdresser. Portable tables. Uh, Pull cell- pork. Cell phones. Salmonella. Salmonella. Yeah. Hey, this week we're watching. Guys, oh my God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Fudge Packers of the audience, Fudge Packers of the jury, we are coming to the end of Cowgirl Summer. My heart is broken. Close. My heart is, is full of love for cowgirls. It's pushed all the love I had for God out. And now my heart is filled to the brim with love for cowgirls. And I'm going to have to drain the swamp and fill it back up with God love, I guess. I just, I'm just sad that we're at the end of this amazing journey that we took together. Not at the very end. This is the second last episode of it, but man, it's Jonathan. It's been a real pleasure watching all these cowgirl movies with you. I love you. I love you too. We also have a bit of summer to squeeze out. Only one more week after this, though. Yeah, it's coming to an end, and I'm I'm not looking forward to uh, leaving cowgirls behind because it's been a real treat. I genuinely enjoy watching these movies. Yeah, there's just something very simple but honest about them and these these cowgirls are tough yeah and if these if these cowgirls want to be cowgirls they gotta be tough 
Yeah, and I've filled my god hole with cowgirls. Is that good? Is yeah. that a good thing to say? I yeah, think that's so. great. I shoved a bunch of yeah. cowgirls in my god hole. But, like, I don't know if I want to uh, get back into God. Like, why God? Why God? Well, we have to. Like, yeah. Pure Flix has a gun to our head and is saying, you better get back to God after this. You're watching movies that aren't on Pure Flix, and now, including today's movie, 1994's Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen special, How the West Was Fun. TV movie, loved it. Do you think uh, they just couldn't get the rights for this movie? Because it's in their oeuvre. Uh, I don't think... I, I think Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are too big for Pure Flix. I don't think they have any business being associated with Pure Flix. I bet Pure Flix came to them and they were like, in unison, said no. And it was kind of freaky and weird. <laughs> they think they can talk at the same time, but uh, they can't. Don't think. They can. They do it in this movie and it's unnerving. <laughs> they meet another set well, of twins that also does that. <laughs> it's weird as heck. Do you think the Olsen twins are actually two sets of twins, like a quadruple? <laughs> and two of the twins are not talented? Well, no, that like they switch out because on uh, ah. their TV show, what was that TV show? Full Family House. Steps. Family Steps. Full House. No, no, Family they Steps. They only had one child, but it was actually two children. But then they started doing movies as two children, so do you think there's actually secretly four of them? Yes, I would agree. In fact, I would say that there might even be more. There might be an octuplets yeah. of, of the Olsen twins. The Olsen octuplets. Yeah. I think this is a theory that needs to be fleshed out, and I want a very <laughs> hard-hitting documentary about it. I can't do it. No. But maybe like a like a Zuckerberg could nope. get that going? Nope. Nope. Andy's, uh, Robert Zemeckis could maybe get it going. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Pete uh, Farley? Yep. Pete Farley, that famous director. What were some of his big yep. movies? What was his last big movie uh, that he won the Academy Award for? The Last Stand? The Last Stand? Isn't that an actual... Yeah. That's an X-Men movie. I didn't know he directed that. Yeah, and it won the Oscar. <laughs> for Best Movie. Yeah. Why best isn't... Best Cowgirl Movie. Like, they call it Best Picture, but just call it Best Movie. It is the pictures, though. It is made on film. Oh, right. Best picture is the fo the poster, the Japanese poster for Rampage, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Best picture right there. What if they gave it to a painting one year? <laughs> Just like a Monet. Like an, a painting where the person who painted it is long dead. Oh, yeah. Like this one. Jackson Pollock. We love Frida Kahlo, so we're giving her best picture. I'm like okay, <laughs> I guess sure. There's a picture. Oh no, she's dead. She's nobody's accepting that award. They just throw it in the trash after they like they wheel a garbage bin out on stage, and then as soon as they go, and best picture goes to Frida Kahlo for this picture of, I don't know, her naked with her guts ripped out or whatever the hell she used to paint, and then they go, oh, Frida, she couldn't be here to accept this award, and then they slam dunk that award into the garbage and go, cause she's dead. <laughs> and then the band starts playing get off the stage music and then you know bow wow comes to like present the next award it's a the fun oscars time. need ratings and i feel like this is a great starting point i also feel like hitler should win for his dog paintings wow uh 
all right. I mean, I know you got a friend who would who would love that idea, but uh, I'm not allowed to say his name on the show anymore. So <laughs> I'll just say this: he doesn't kneel for the national anthem. How's that? You're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> Ah, uh, crash into the mall. Uh, are oh, you man. are you ready for everyone's favorite segment? Am I ready? Yes. No, the audience. You scream at your iPod. Are you ready for everyone's favorite segment, audience? Siri, set up my segment. The Kevin Sorbo Tweet of the Week. All right, this one's coming in hot at 10.03 a.m. on August 3rd, 2021. All right. Mid-morning bowel movement. Uh, yeah, early. Early, but early mid. Like, I would too say. early for his lunchtime dump that he usually takes, so. Yeah, like, he probably had a weird breakfast and then yeah. ran straight to the toilet. Like, he... And then realized he forgot his phone, went back. <laughs> right, his <laughs> pants around his ankles. Like putting his hands over his Jenny so his kids don't see. He waddled yeah. back out to grab his phone. Don't look, I need to Twitter. And everyone's like, her dad was Hercules. Remember that? Remember when her dad was Hercules? <laughs> now he's covering his oh. Jennies. What a weird life we have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so here's the tweet uh, <laughs> New York is now requiring proof of vaccination for indoor dining and gyms. It took a year and a half. I did not see that coming. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Kevin? He's it saying took... that vaccination cards or proof for vaccinations is like being a Nazi. Oh, man. I mean, you got a, you got a friend who would know all about that. And I'll tell you this much. He wouldn't crouch down for the national anthem. How's that? Is that better? All of it was so much worse. <laughs> We are going to have, we're, after this record, we are going to press stop and we are going to have a full on argument. <laughs> I can already feel it brewing. I'm gonna, I'll prepare my screaming voice. Kevin. That sounds great. Uh, <laughs> my screaming I, voice. That's the start of my screaming voice. I scream exclusively like R2D2 when he's like getting chased by somebody. Just. <laughs> That is very accurate. I was thinking more bird, but yeah, it's definitely R2-D2, but Thank maybe you. that's where he got it from. Kevin, 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 what what are you talking about, Kevin? Like, <laughs> I don't know what he means by it took a year and a half, okay? It took a year and a half yeah. for us to get to this point in this friggin' pandemic, because idiots like you won't get vaccinated and end this damn thing. Like, uh, not a political podcast. Yeah, we don't like politics. Uh, we don't like you to have politics. No, so. we don't. All you fudgebackers out there, uh, don't lean left, don't lean right. Just hey, stay out of it. Let your peen lean whatever direction it leans, all right? And let yeah, your okay. freak flag fly. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Kevin, uh, 10 Hail Marys, wipe and flush. You've done great, and uh, we love you. We'll see you in hell next week in hell. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Very good. How did, did he spell? Did he put Nazi in? I know we're done the segment, but I need to know. Did he put Nazi in quotes? Or did he just write, nope. I did not see that coming? 
No, we put uh, I did N A Z I that coming. Haiti. Ridiculous. Hey, by the way, listeners, uh, Jonathan mentioned Haiti. Head over to our store. I can't give you the address for it because it's a bunch of nonsense, but you know, you'll find it. Look around through all of our links. You'll come across it at some point. We've got our new Haiti Rules t-shirt in stock, and uh, it definitely rules. So check that out over at Teespring. I don't know. Type in Teespring Pure Boys Podcast into Google. That might bring you where you're going. Teespring's got two E's in it. T-E-E. We help? got our link tree on our Twitter. We got our link tree on our Twitter. Our link tree's everywhere. It's attached to everything. You'll find it. Uh, also, go to Let's Apple Podcasts. What a, Five what stars. What a link tree is, is one link that sends you to a bunch of links that we have set up for your consumption. Yeah, exactly. What 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 is what is is? Uh, it's yes. Speaking of hot, frothy cups of yiz, drank by Doug Gilmore, it's time for nobody's favorite segment, Lori Wilds to tame a wild cowboy. Y'all... Why can't Doug Gilmore find clothing or equipment that fits him? Why can't Doug Gilmore just drink a cup of yiz on live TV and then go, I love pure boys? Why can't Doug Gilmore do that? Maybe we should uh, reach out to his children because he probably doesn't know what a podcast is. Reach out to his children. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, so last time on the show, uh, some stuff happened. Rhett and Tara got married. It was a mar- It's a marriage of convenience, though, because they 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 need to stay together so that. The baby mama can't come back into the baby's life and claim custody of it because now Rhett and T have provided a stable home for the baby so the judge will give them custody if, you know, if they deem it warranted. So, yeah. very exciting stuff. Uh, they're now friggin' married and they, and even more exciting, the first time... Yes, and. I'm going to read you about their first kiss. How's that sound? I'm squeezed. I'm right. very squeezed right now. I couldn't get squeezed anymore. God, this is a friggin' long one. I don't know if I want to God, read. I stink. I don't want to read all of this. It's so long. All right, anyway, the point is, uh, <laughs> I'll give you the Coles notes. <laughs> it's too long. I don't want to read it all. It's too long. got lost in the words. Too long. Uh, basically, in Tara's family, there's this old myth that when the girls in her family kiss the man that they're supposed to be with for the rest of their life, they hear a hum in their head. And wouldn't you know it, when Tara and Rhett kiss for the first time on their wedding day, married husband and wife, she hears the hum! Rhett's the one! Oh no. He's the one! What a stupid plot line. What do you mean? It's like it is barely mentioned in this. Like it's like mentioned once before this happens, and then during the wedding I had highlighted the entire two pages where she talks about the hum, and I'm just like, I don't want to read all that. That's too much. So instead, <laughs> I'm going to read you what happens after the wedding. Ooh, after, after the hum. After the wedding, I, I, she hears the hum and is like, F that. Like, I don't, like, wow, the hum. But, like, I don't want to be, I'm still I'm still pushing against Rhett Lockhart. He's an old poon hound. I'm not here to settle down with no poon hound. And uh, so they head to the uh, hotel. They head. They're they're in the limo. 
They're in the limo, leaving the reception, all right? So. Okay. Rhett's gaze dropped to Tara's left hand, which was holding on to the wedding veil with a death grip. The plain gold band looked cheap and dull against her bronze skin. She deserved a big diamond, a honking sparkler to show off to her friends, a ring that said, I belong to my man. God damn right, ladies. Take notes. That's disgusting. No, she belongs to her man. Yeah, well, that's cool, but mm-hmm. the ring thing. No. So they get to the hotel, and uh, they get to the hotel, and it's all very exciting, but they're kind of arguing. They have a bit of a tiff in the in the lobby, and Tara storms off to get on the hotel. So, uh, leave, uh, Rhett cocked his head, smiled, and watched her walk away. Stop staring at my butt, she called over her shoulder, garnering giggles from three women sitting in the lobby. We're newlyweds, he explained to the guests as he went by. We assume, said one of the women with a that's-too-bad-look in her eyes, what with the wedding dress and tux and all. Honey, another one of the women raised her voice to Tara as she stood waiting at the elevator beside Silas. You're married to him now. Appreciate the fact that he enjoys looking at you while you can. The honeymoon phase doesn't last that long. Hey, finished the third. If you get tired of him, you can always throw him my way. I like it when handsome men stare at my ass. Tara, that bold and unexpected woman, raised a middle finger over the top of her head and climbed into the elevator. That's Yeehaw. life. Yeehaw, fudge packers. Next week, next week, we'll get to all the fun foreplay that leads up to the big sex chapter. That's something to look forward to. Pure Boy Special coming out at the end of August. <laughs> so that's a pure special? Yeah, it's going to be a long. It's going to be like. It's going to be long, so yeah. I'm reading an entire chapter of this book. I hope Lori Wilde doesn't sue us for this, but, you know, whatever. To tame a wild cowboy. She'll probably revere us for it. True. We're probably getting more... Her book is probably going to be on the bestsellers list after we're done with all this. After we're done reading important passages from it. Well, we, we have the cojones to finally bring these fudge packers into the real world of literature. That's right. And that's Lori Wilde, baby. That's Lori Wilde. Y'all fudge packers are illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do p- appeal to the illiterate masses. That's us. Yeah. We're the unwashed. We stink. You especially. And uh, that's who we appeal to. The lowest common denominator. Trash people. All of <laughs> yeah, our fans like are trash every people. Every time I move my arms, I just smell my own stink. <laughs> Let me just make this perfectly clear. We think that all of our fans are trash people. That's what we're trying to say on the show here. So, Except for uh, Lori Wilde, of course. We love Lori Wilde. We love David A.R. White. We love Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. In 1994's How the West Was Fun, Let's Go, Let's God. I, I can't wait. This is... Uh... Standing in 94, uh, a, a great year for movies. <laughs> yeah, what else came out that year? Uh, we got Forrest Up. Yep. We have Shaw Ank Redemption. Uh, yeah. Nah, Pulp th- Fiction. Nah, those are all fine. The Little Rascals. Now we're talking. The Lion King. Yeah, fine. Stargate. Now we're talking. The Mask. Yeah, fine. All right. Give me more. That's all I have. No, list, list more. List more. I want more. Uh, True Lies. Nah, that's fine. 
Natural Born Killers. Nah, Speed. bad. Bad movie. Speed. Now that's a great movie. The Crow. Nah, yeah, Crow's awesome. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon <laughs> Lee. Trying not to get killed. Just kidding. You got killed. Clerks. Nah. Uh, four weddings and a funeral. Yeah, now we're talking. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Nah, Jim Carrey had the, both the mask and Ace Ventura in the same year. Yeah, it it was an insane couple of years for him. I think he also Damn. has some crazy movies in '93 too. Damn, Jim Carrey, '94 was a yeah. good year for you, man. That's awesome. That's probably the highest your career ever flew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, probably. Wow. Those are two. I mean, what year did Dumb and Dumber come out? Couldn't have been that far off from all those. No, I think it's... Uh, well, let me just check the internet. Sure. Yeah, com. Yeah. It came out in 94. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. If I could go back... If I could be... If I could step into anyone's shoes at any point in time, it would be January 1st, 1994, Jim Carrey, and I'm just riding that year out in his shoes... What a ride that would be. Yeah, probably because he already filmed them and yeah. it's in post-production already. And then you just get to enjoy the fruits. Oh, somebody stop me, you know? There's so many fruits. Uh, Street Fighter also came out. Now that's a good movie. Yeah, Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah, that is a great movie. Uh, D2, The Mighty Duck. Oh, okay, that's a great movie. <laughs> is this good content? Is this a good show? Uh, yeah, lists are great. People love lists. Yeah. They can get informed. Listeners, let us know if this is a good show or not by rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and nowhere else, please. Yeah, nowhere else, please. Uh, Spotify ratings don't matter. I don't think you can do ratings on Spotify. I think you can yell at your computer. Yeah, of course you can. Anyone can do that. Yeah, well, these little urchins aren't going to get what's going on. This movie wastes no time. It literally opens with a man who was like, is that Martin Mull? And then it turns out it is. A cowboy dressed in all black with sunglasses and a black bandana over his face going, this town ain't big enough for the three of us. And then it cuts to the Olsen twins who are like six years old. And they're dressed in like white cowgirl outfits and he's like, you draw first. And they go, we never draw first. You draw. <laughs> a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. And then it just, it's too, it's its an adult screaming at children to draw guns on him so he can shoot them down in the street. And it's just yeah. too, yelling back and forth, you draw first. You draw first. And they're just screaming at each other. My favorite line was, draw unless you're yellow. <laughs> That was a great Don't say line. that to kids. You're right. Don't call a kid yellow. Unless that kid is yellow wolf, in which case, call him yellow. Yeah, yellow wolf, but it just seems wrong to some call somebody yellow. I agree. Yeah, especially a child who is like, of course I'm a coward. I'm a child. I cannot beat you in any kind of competition, let alone hand-to-hand combat or armed pistol combat. We're dying out here. It's weird that they gave Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen real guns for that scene. Yeah, it's really weird how, like, Mary-Kate just looks down the barrel of it at one point and nobody stops yeah. her. They're just Nobody steps in and goes, hey, 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 good, like, proper gun safety, right? Brandon Lee got killed by one of these, all right? This is the yeah. gun that killed Brandon Lee, so please don't look yeah. into it. It's already tasted blood. It's a Glock. 
<laughs> you draw your Glock first. But it's fun. It's fun. It's intense. It's a very intense way to start a children's movie. Yeah, it, it seems like a dream, but also very much reality. I love the idea of that, like that evil cowboy just gunning those children down in the street like just an actual <laughs> duel taking place and they can't even get their guns out of their holsters and he shot both of them at that point like just bang bang twirls his gun blows the smoke off and then just goes into the bar and orders a sarsaparilla yeah and nobody says boo about it because no. that's the rules of dueling they go thank you for ridding us of yeah. these demonic twins twins are evil we're old west times we're stupid. We think twins are bad. We think writing left-handed is bad. We're stupid idiots back then. But who clothed the twins then? Because they had some shiny outfits. If they're demonic, did they make them themselves? Yeah, they they conjured them. Okay. Yeah. Because that's that really needs to stick in my brain. I can't really go any further if we didn't get that <laughs> fleshed out. How, how who gave them the clothing that they're wearing? They were beaded and very... The, the rhinestones? They, Where would they get those? They live in Philadelphia, and yet they have a closet full of Western wear that they just... Every day they're wearing a different piece of Western wear on this ranch. Where did all of that come from? I think they found it in a closet at the ranch. Multiple pairs of cowboy boots. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where did all those boots come from? The ranch! The ranch provides. We never drop first. <laughs> the ranch provides. So, kids wake up. <gasps> oh. <laughs> and it turns out that they were having the exact same dream. <laughs> Jeepers Crimin, what does this mean? No wonder. Well, they the had cheese before bed. So. Yeah, I did like that. I like that line. Maybe we shouldn't eat cheese right before we go to bed. That's true. If you eat cheese yeah. before you go to bed, you do have crazy dreams. That's true. Words I live by. I honestly <laughs> think about that all the time, about cheese and bed and bed and cheese. Oh, uh, the amount of times I bring my bed to the fridge and just lay next to it and eat cheese. It's magic, man. Well, I got a mobile bed, and I could do such what? things. And now that you put that idea in my head, that's my afternoon. There you go. Lay next to the fridge eating cheese. 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 Uh, so their dad works in insurance and he hates his job so much. He calls his boss the dragon lady, which is like, yeah, full disclosure. This movie was made in 1994. So I was fully expecting this woman to be Asian, but then she's not. So it's just like, okay, so appropriate. Why do you call her the dragon lady then? If not for racial reasons, 1994. Uh, cause she breathes hot fire and she, uh, is an insurance witch. She's got scaly skin and giant wings. But this dad is a single male parent, and he's having lots of sex. <laughs> no, he is not. As he oh, is, yeah. As he, he reveals later in the movie, no, he is not. He is jaying oh, off man. in the bathroom once those kids go to sleep every night, probably. Single male male parent you're living up in philadelphia you're an insurance adjuster you got you're probably of... getting it in every second night <laughs> you got twin girls who are precocious and adorable yeah. it's, you know any girl any woman you go on a date with is going to be gush for push when you're done yeah you take your like huge video camera out <laughs> to the clubs and you show the 
ladies scenes of how precocious right. these twins are they have and to, then you, you just get it they have to look in the viewfinder on the camera <laughs> yeah. and they watch it in there and they go is this the best way to do this couldn't you have just like i don't know gotten some pictures to put in your wallet or something and he's like i don't have time i'm a busy guy uh, you want to get you want to get laid or not i'm a busy guy <laughs> Those camcorders are like 30 pounds. He's got to get his exercise in. Oh, he's jacked. He's totally jacked. Yeah. He's jacked right off. Uh, so turns out that they get they get a letter in the mail addressed to their mom, who is capital D, dead, dead, dead. And it turns out that she used to go to like a dude ranch ran by her aunt. Is Natty her aunt or her mom? I think the way Megan explained it to me. Your wife. Is that. Um, no fake names for her. Real names that no. we're using on the show. <laughs> the way she explained it ah. to me is that her mom, that is dead, super yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah, and in hell. Uh, just to, used to go to this ranch and struck up a relationship with Natty. No, I think, I mean, I maybe, but I think Natty is related to her. I think her aunt, I think Natty is her aunt. I'm almost positive they say that when they read the letter initially. She's like, oh, her aunt Natty owns this ranch. Uh, you might be right. But uh, I trust my wife. Well, I may be what right, and your wife may be crazy. So <laughs> that's very true. Did your you and your wife watch this together? Obviously. Yeah, she loves these movies. This is, was her childhood is I, watching Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen grow up. That's in what I was going to ask. A yeah. very terrible way. Yeah, she watched. She watched grown men go. Oh, I can't wait till they turn eighteen and do Playboy. And you go, why would they do that? You freaking creeps. I don't know if she approached it like that, but oh, but I was thinking more of the financial uh, burden. I mean, fifty percent of society was approaching it like that. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, I gotta do Playboy. Oh, I can't wait till they turn eighteen and even see those twins in Playboy. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> a lot of taboos going on right there. And like, why Playboy? Clearly, Penthouse is the stronger option. Well, it's definitely stronger. Yeah. <laughs> trying to see I'm not trying to see Bush in my magazines. Well, I feel like once the, the lady from uh Wheel of Fortune did Playboy, that Vanna. opened the doors for all a bu bunch of creeps. Yeah, that's true. Well, Pat Sajak did Played Girl and people were like, "We don't really care about that." Like it came out the same day as Vanna White. It was like a promotional thing where they both did nude spreads for the the respective magazines, and the Pat Sajak one was just like completely forgotten about people don't even know about it now but he definitely posed for playgirl look it up look up pat sajak nude type it into your google right now not you john so but this listeners. is the true thing this is a true thing look up pat sajak nude turn your safe search off and you'll get to see all kinds of things my safe search is always on i know so thank you for telling me to turn it off i know uh, well, it was kind of weird that they dressed him up like Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, they just recreated that one photo where Burt Reynolds tucks his peener between his legs and lays on a bearskin rug. You guys know I'm on a huge television show. We could play on that card. We no. don't have to do Burt Reynolds. Uh, you know what? I, here's the thing, Pat. Here at Playgirl, we only have one set, and it's a fireplace and a bearskin rug, and all of our men who pose tuck their donger between their legs and lay on that bearskin rug. <laughs> it's just what we do. Like we've, play girl. we've looked at male porn on this show before, or in relation to this show before, and it's so bizarre. It's just so bizarre seeing it, and seeing like old, 
like playgirl stuff where it's just a dude wearing jeans that are undone and his dingus is hanging out between like out of his fly and you're just like is this hot for anyone <laughs> like do people is this good <laughs> i don't it seems weird to me but okay for the longest time i thought you were talking about puppetry of the penis <laughs> <laughs> Not that photo I showed you. Yep. That photo you showed me. Never forget, ladies and gentlemen, he couldn't handle more than four minutes of puppetry of the penis, but he went digging for some male pornography to show me. I didn't dig that hard. You dug pretty hard because you found fake pornography of a guy from one of the movies we watched, so. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Well, anyway. Beautiful. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Oh, yeah. These uh, little cute girls in this movie. <laughs> I just, what were people expecting? Like, all right, February 24th, the girls turn 18. February 25th, that Playboy's coming out. <laughs> like, immediately. There it is. <laughs> they crashed into two malls. They certainly, they would have had to. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What a, what a great society we are. Yeah, the dad's hot. Uh, 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 yeah, okay, sure. This guy looked familiar, so I googled him, and it turns out he's not familiar. No, he's, well, it's a made-for-TV movie. He looks like every single adult male character from a made-for-TV movie. True, yeah, picture anyone. Picture, picture a single dad. Congratulations, you pictured this single dad. Danny Tanner, but, like, buffer. Yeah, Danny Tanner, but, like, not a friggin' Dorcas. Like, a cool dude, yeah. Danny Tanner, who's got cool kids. And, Can uh, you like, believe appreciates they both cast of that twins. Dorcas, Malorcas? Who, Danny Tanner? Yeah. Well, but they had to cast the other two uncles, or at least the one cool uncle who played for the Beach Boys. Uh, they had to cast them to offset what a Dorcas Malorcas he was. Right, yeah. So they were going for a Dorcas Malorcas, and then they offset with cool uncles. Exactly. They hired Offset to be one of the uncles. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the girls, are, the ranch is in trouble, and the letter's very vague. It's just like, come help. We need help. Don't call. Just come. Okay, shouldn't we call? Several times in this movie, people get, like, faxes and letters that say... Like, give them commands, but then also say, don't follow up on, don't check into if this is legitimate or not. Just trust this letter that you received that says to do this thing. Like, they make a point of saying, don't, don't, don't look into it. <laughs> well, you should. Well, well, come now, do things. And that's how the 90s were run. You got a fax and you did the fax. Man, isn't it quaint how, like... Like, the, the deed gets signed, and then they just steal the deed, and the guy's like, yeah, that's my only copy of it. I don't have any other copies <laughs> of it. The deed is gone, I guess. Well, he had a fax machine. He didn't have a copier. No, it's just so funny, like, looking back at old movies and just being like, man, you could just get away with things back in the day. There was, like, nothing stopping you from committing crimes back in the day. Yeah, almost every movie now you have to have like a 20 to 30 minute scene explaining why they were able to get around technology. Exactly. And why? back then you could just like, meh. Yeah, cell phones, like 
that is one of my favorite parts of modern movies is how they explain away using a cell phone. How they're just like, oh, boy. Oh, this is a dead zone in the middle of the forest. There's no cell phone service here. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, pony oh, sitters. No, I crashed my phone into a mall. <laughs> At pony sitters club. When there's a big storm and they're like, what are we going to do about the flashlights? It's like, you all have cell phones. Don't even worry about the flash. Nobody even owns flashlights anymore. They own cell phones. Ah, but what if you don't have signal? Then you can't use the flashlight. <laughs> that it, all flashlights are tied to Wi-Fi and cell phones. You're right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So they got this letter. We got to go to the dude ranch. And their, their dad's like, well, I got to, I can't take time off work. And they're like, just whatever. Get out of here. Go get the milk. So he leaves. And then the girls call his boss and are like, they call and some other guy picks up. And they're like, is the dragon lady there? Our dad needs time off. And the guy just laughs at them and hangs <laughs> up. And they go, good. Well, he was laughing. We're having fun. <laughs> He knows it's a couple of little kids. They're having fun. That's true, yeah. I do... I. It's too bad that they didn't commit... Because they say the dragon lady's real name. They're like, is the dragon... Uh, is uh, whatever, Susan B. Anthony there? Whatever the person's name is. And yeah. then... Uh, but it would have been great if they were like, can you pass this message on to the dragon lady? And the guy was like, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody in the office does call her the dragon lady. I feel like nobody in the office talks to each other. Like, the way... <laughs> Like, the way the dad was like, you're rejecting this claim from a blind woman because she didn't put the right deadbolt in her house? Can you believe this garbage? And everyone was like, shut <laughs> up. Like, I'm trying to do my work and go home. Nobody really reacts to him at all. It's like the extras didn't get uh, any cues to react. Yeah. It's <laughs> Don't worry about what this man's saying. Ignore him. You have fake Cut. typing to do. Cut. Your Please. eyes flick to him for a second. Keep your eyes on your fake typing. Uh, so anyway, that was the nineties. The so fake typing was pinkies. Oh yeah. The dragon lady calls back and is like, "Tell your dad he can take all the vacation time he wants." And then she pauses and goes, "Cause he's freaking fired, idiots! Bye." <laughs> and they go, "Perfect. We're just gonna not play him the full message. We'll play him the first half of it, and then go. See, good to go." Yeah. Well, it's the oldest uh, answering machine trick in the Bible. Did you, did you, I liked their phone that they had because I had that exact same phone when I was growing up. The white phone. Was it phone. a rotary? No. It, yeah, it was like, I had to turn a crank and go, hello, Charlie, are you there? <laughs> no, it's like a white phone with like a little red light that flashed when it rang and there was buttons along the top that you could like program stuff, whatever, it doesn't matter. It was a, a It landline. had a red light? Yeah. Like Isn't a little. Like, like a police phone? Yeah, exactly. Like Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, Commissioner Gordon would call me. Yeah, pretty cool. My dad's Batman. He could beat up your dad. It's no big deal. Uh, yeah, he could. I mean, he couldn't. I'll tell you this. He couldn't beat your dad in a backflip competition. I'll tell you that much. Or in an ecstasy-taking competition. <laughs> well, I don't know. My dad likes to get wet, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we get our dads together. And we get a bunch of ecstasy. Yeah, we get our dads wet, and then we get, <laughs> we get our dads we'll nice and We'll be drinking drinks. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll be smoking smoke. We'll be smoking left-handed cigarettes. They're doing ecstasy together. They're rubbing on their bodies. It's a weird time. And then we could give them the Playboy from uh, the Wheel of Fortune girl and see who busts first. Vanna White. Well, we'll give them both. We'll say, hey, what do you what do you want? What's going to help you bust right now? Vanna White or Pat Sajak? Which one? I'm rolling too hard. I'm about to bust. <laughs> 
No explicit rating on our show anymore. I took it off. Nah. Uh, so then we get... Uh, then the movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has started, but now it starts. And we get to hear this jam. Oh, my God. This country is frick, and I love it. Why? Is this Reba? Uh, you know what? It sounds like Reba, <laughs> but it's not. It's just a song called Cowgirl Wannabe from How the West Was Fun. It's like Reba. It was, it was, why don't we do Reba for the rest of the year? I mean, why didn't? Yeah, we should have been doing Midweek Freak Treat Reba this whole summer. Yeah, that's for true. God, I love me some Reba. Colonel Sanders herself, Reba McIntyre. Reba! Reba! Reba Las Vegas, am I right? Reba Las Vegas! <laughs> so they get to the dude ranch, Rafter Six Ranch. Weird name for a ranch. But don't know what it means. Oh, no. Rafter Six. I don't know. But I'm go ahead. But. All I know is I'm going to have Reba Las Vegas stuck in my head for the next couple of weeks. I mean, let's, that is for sure. Uh, let's uh, let's make a shirt. Well, my wife is going to be looking at me weird, and I'm going to have to explain Reba Las Vegas, and it's going to be a whole thing. Honestly, I don't think you're going to have to explain very much when it comes to that. All you got to do is go, Reba Las Vegas, <laughs> and she'll go, I get it. I know what you mean. Yeah, I love it. No, no, there's going to have to be, like, charts and facts, and i got to back up my story. <laughs> you got to make a poster board with a picture of Reba in front of the Las Vegas sign, and Elvis is there. Oh, hello. Oh. Oh, Reba Las Vegas. Oh. Oh, the Flintstones in Reba Rock Vegas. Oh. Hey, 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 I ate the worm. Uh, so they get to the ranch, and immediately we see some trick riding. And I was like, Yahweh, that's exciting. I love me some trick riding. Are the sweethearts of the rodeo here? <laughs> they probably are. They do do tours. They do do tours. You're right. Uh, but it's not. It's Laura Forrester, the trick rider, and her horse Hercules. Hercules. Oh. I uh, I like the name of the horse. Yeah, there's both the horses have good names in this movie. Hercules and Lightning. Ooh, those are good. Classic. Classic masculine horse names. <laughs> well, I mean, you wouldn't they call could be feminine, but you wouldn't call a male horse Buttercup, or you like. Traditionally, you would. I would call your horse whatever you want. Don't just don't call it late for dinner. But you know, you you could call. Uh, you wouldn't call a female horse Hercules. That doesn't really make any sense. Well, certainly not in the nineties. I could see some like hippy dippy piece of crap. Right, soy ranch boy order. cuck. Yeah, some yeah. cuck ranch liberal. Owner. Yep, limp wristed floozy. <laughs> Calling their female horse Hercules. How dare you? Ridiculous. Tradition. At least go with for, Zena. Right? Yeah. <laughs> At least go with Gabrielle. Oh, my God. I almost got a boner. <laughs> oh, I'm about to bust for the second time in this episode. Uh, they meet her. Whatever. It's a meet cute. Clearly, as soon as, the, as soon as she's introduced, it's like, okay, the dad's going to fall in love with this woman. Terrific. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, I, yeah. 
Well, I do want to clarify that it was our fathers that were busting earlier, so this was technically your first time busting. You know what? You're right. <laughs> technically, it was both of our fathers busting at the same time earlier. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was worth clarifying. You know, and I'm glad you did because you're absolutely right. And I'd hate for I'd hate for a mistake to happen on this show. Listeners, be beep 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 beeping. Running their frickin' mouths, yeah. Uh, then we meet the Native American guy on the ranch, and uh, l- let me be clear: the only reason I'm saying that is because that's who his character is. He is like a he's a young guy, but he's a mystical Native American, or as they refer to him in this movie, an Indian. Constantly, <laughs> like I'm, I'm very wary of his age, though. Like I. He comes across as a young guy, but then you kind of look at his face a little bit more. Yeah. And he kind of looks like maybe he's 35, 40. Right, he's got some craggy lines in his face. Especially when he's got his hair down at the end, and you're like, oh, you're a lot older than I thought, huh, man? Okay. Yeah, I feel like him riding a bicycle really de-ages him a little bit automatically. For sure, yeah. Well, it's it's weird. <laughs> like, near, <laughs> especially near the end when they're all riding horses and he's riding a bicycle. It was like, oh, this guy just doesn't know how to ride a horse. And they couldn't get a stuntman yeah. that looked enough like him to make it work, so... but Must have been the case. I think my favorite thing about the introduction of this character is that I don't know which twin is which. That's Here's the thing. So one of the twins looks at him and goes, are you a real Indian? And he goes... And the, and the other sister goes, no, 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 you're supposed to say Native American now. And he goes, that's right, I am a Native American. And then they never refer to that again. They only call him an Indian for the rest of the movie. Like, they acknowledge the inappropriateness of it at the start and then go, yeah, but, like, we're calling this guy an Indian, right? Like, Native American, way too many letters in that. We could just call him an Indian for shorthand, right? Oh, look, an Indian teepee, Indian carvings. Like, it's just Indian everything. <laughs> It's like, guys, you you knew what you did was not correct. Yeah. It's at the beginning of the script, <laughs> and then you just continue calling everything Indian something. You correct being completely it. racist yeah. with your musical tones and your... <laughs> and it's like the mystical Native American who's there to like, you know, like, oh, he's going to lead them on a spiritual quest and stuff like that, which he does. <laughs> yeah. great. Uh, but there is a great exchange where the girls are like, is your name like Sleeping Owl or something like that? And he goes, uh, I don't know, is your name Susie or something like that? And one of the girls is named Susie in the movie. So she goes, yeah, it is. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It's a good joke. Yeah, one of my first yuck-a-muffs of this movie. There are some yuck-a-muffs. Yuck-a-muffs? There's some muffs in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. Yahweh. Or when the dad was like, oh, hey, man, what's up? Nice to meet you. Oh, hey, we used to play Cowboys and in, uh, Cowboys and Germans when I was a kid. <laughs> Good save, You should have gone with Germans. Right? You should have said Germans and Indians. <laughs> Nobody wanted to be a cowboy. We all wanted to be Germans. Yeah. Especially on the ranch. Oh, wearing that lederhosen? Get out of here. Yahweh. <laughs> Oh, okay. Natty is Sarah's mom. I have that note here. Natty is Sarah's mom. Because <laughs> she didn't know that her daughter died three years ago. Which, again, the 90s. Yeah, but that seems... Are you sure? Yes, they say... I wouldn't have written it down if they didn't say it in the movie. I'm very perceptive. Uh, you are very perceptive. Thank you. And I'll give that to you, Thank but you. I also think you're wrong. Well, well, tell your wife she's wrong. 
If she's got How a problem with it. How could you send the mother of a child a death notice in the mail and then not follow up? Well, but phone? It, it's the they 90s. Phones. Yeah, but maybe she doesn't have a phone out there. It's the 90s, man. Like, we it's forget. the 90s. Everybody had phones. Yeah, but we forget that, like, if you walked away from your phone and it rang and you didn't hear it, well, then you didn't get that phone call, buddy. Like, there was yeah. nothing to tell you that you even got a phone call. Just the light would flash, and then it would stop flashing, and then you just didn't know it happened. So... But her daughter died. You call again. Yeah, but... You call again. But here's the thing. Maybe they are had an estranged relationship. Like, maybe... Like, clearly, this woman wasn't too concerned that she didn't see her daughter for over three years. So, I think maybe they had a bit of a strained relationship, is my guess. I... I'm going to watch this movie again. Watch Actually, again. I'm going to make my wife watch this movie again. <laughs> and she can tell me if it's a mother-daughter situation. All right. You keep talking for a second here. Uh... Okay, so there's a, a scene. My biggest laugh of this movie where uh, the dad is sitting at the ranch and that hot uh, trick rider comes up to him and they're talking. Laura. And it turns out he was uh, standing in horse butt piss the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty great. That where she's where he's like flirting with Laura and being like, "I'm a real cowboy," and she's like, "I can tell you're standing in horse manure." And he's like, "Oh, I thought I was just trying to be authentic." Which I thought that's pretty good. That's a good response to that. Instead of being like, "Well, Ooh, yucky," it's being like, "Yeah, I was trying to be authentic." Well, when you're a city slicker, you step where you want. And um, that's usually not in butt piss. You know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong on all counts about Natty. Natty is Sarah's godmother. Okay. Yeah, she's her godmother, according, okay. according to the Wikipedia so synopsis. So you, you did hear mother. I did hear mother. And, and obviously yeah. I heard God, and I went, oh. And I, I was doing the sign of the cross as she said it, so I just... I don't know. I must have wiped a, a line between God and mother. Yeah, you must have been just busy writing notes. Yeah. Gee, we're so... We have so much this movie to get through. We're only, like, what, ten minutes into this episode? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, way. Uh, Martin Mull plays Natty's son, Bart. And he's a real son of a gun, hey? I love this Bart fart. Um... He is a Gafuli till he dies. <laughs> His last name is Gafuli, which I guess is Natty's last name. You'd think so, but maybe she switched back to her maiden name. Oh, Gafules. <laughs> Gafuli, Gafules. I say Gafuli, and you say Gafules. Uh, Bart's trying to pressure his mom into selling the ranch to some rich guy, but he won't say who it is. And at this point in the movie, I went, I bet it's Donald Trump, actually. It's not. <laughs> but it certainly seemed like the kind of thing where it's like, we need to go see the, the guy. And then it, it's like a four-second cameo where it's just him being like, I'm not going to buy you rich or whatever, right? So It is definitely a Donald Trump-type character, for yeah. sure. I I love how Bart Gafuli calls the kids urchins in like the first meeting of them like he's trying to be nice but then he slips urchins in there and nobody bats an eye he's a jerk from the start yeah like his mom's like oh you know we're gonna have to give up the ranch and he's like yeah sir really sucks huh it's like bro can you not can you not just 
telegraph that you're the villain immediately? Can you try to hide it a little bit? Well, the script gives it away. Uh, he gives it away, and you know he's the villain of the piece, the true villain of the piece. Mm -hmm. And he really gets in there. And if you're paying attention, you notice that he's the guy from the start going, you draw first. <laughs> I did not get that, to be honest. He, he's so dirty and the mustache is so big in the opening scene <laughs> that I did not see the man behind he it. He has no mustache. He's wearing a bandana over his face. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> same, same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. Love the movie. Love the Lord. Yeah, is that it? Are we done? That's it. I love you. I love you. We love you. <laughs> no. We love you. <laughs> uh there, I have the note "sick cartwheel." I'm not sure what that. Oh, uh, one of the Olsen twins oh, was yeah, a sick cartwheel. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for I no think reason. I said sick cartwheel. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they like they go. They, they meet uh, the horse Lightning. Their mom's horse Lightning is still on the ranch. It's an old horse, and they like the horse leads them to her secret hiding spot, which is like this kind of teepee up on top of a hill type of thing. With a beautiful yeah. view. Like, awesome, awesome secret spot for sure. And this fort has probably been sitting there, what, 10, 15 years? And it is At least. pristine. It's in great shape. They walk in, they look inside. On all the walls are a bunch of pictures of dongs and people hooking up. And they go, wait a minute, this is the marriage tent from Shanghai Noon. We shouldn't be in here. So they get married to each other, which is very taboo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and people, people uh, like in the nineties, were like, "Yeah, get those twins to marry each other." Yeah, we love it. Put them in Playboy. But the horse marries them, so it's a yeah. uh, it's null and void. Yeah. Uh, so then they like they find her journal and they're reading her diary, and it's like clear that from the start that Bart is a piece of crap. Like she says, like yesterday I saw Bart in the woods trying to light a bush on fire. You're like, Wow. <laughs> what are you doing, Bart? What's your plan, man? What an a-hole. Yeah, what a D-hole. Yeah. Um, they find out that there's a lost gold mine on the ranch somewhere. And it's like, oh, I wonder if that's going to come into play later. This struggling ranch. Yeah, probably not, hey. We should probably not talk about a lost gold mine for the rest of this because it doesn't really come up. Doesn't really come up ever, yeah. But so they well. head back to the ranch and they see Bart is burning a bunch of stuff and what he's burning are letters from people who were like booking the ranch being like oh sorry to hear that you had to cancel on us this year we were really looking forward to bringing 400 people out to the ranch so bart's been hiding he's been canceling people's reservations and pushing people away from the ranch so that he can sell it and yeah. uh real scummy stuff he's failing the ranch he's failing it hard this uh ranch could make a decent amount of money it seems like yeah they but do. he wants to sell it yeah he wants that money. He's nefarious. He's a piece of trash is what he is. He's beautiful. So I, I have this written down. It's so weird seeing Martin Mull as a young man with energy and life in him. Oh, wait a minute. That's clearly not Martin Mull running and jumping fences. That's just a stuntman. <laughs> you think so? Well, you think he's going to stunt him? There's a very clear close-up shot of the stuntman's face at one point, And you go, oh, that's not Martin Mull. That's not even close. It's just some wannabe who looks like him. That's um, that's something that I really like about these older movies is that like, screens were a lot blurrier back then, yeah. so they could get away with like, <laughs> yeah. stuntmen and like body doubles yeah. or like, uh, just dummies. 
<laughs> a Selma Hayek butt double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, so then their dad and, and Laura are on a date. And uh, she says, this is the West where the men are men and so are the women. So fine. <laughs> he's like, me and the wife talked about that a lot. Oh, yeah? <laughs> throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, it's such a weird line. Why are you calling yourself a man? Right? That's not your mother. That's a man, baby. That's not a cowgirl. It's very weird. It is weird. Like, I don't get what she means by that either. If it's just like, yeah, we're rough and tumble out here on the on the rest. Yeah, it's very sexist. Or does she mean like, I, don't like it. I got a big old donger between these thighs for you, poppy. Well, that's what we were joking about the whole movie. Well, but, uh... Uh, Uncouth. I like that the dad, in an attempt to flirt with her, says, you must have had lots of men in your life. It's like, <laughs> what is that? What are you doing? Why would you ask her that? Well, he knows how much action he's getting in Philadelphia Ling. being a single father. Zero. All of it. Zippo, he says. And quarter. He's like, I've never, I've never seen a woman naked since my wife died. That's untrue. He gets it. Oh, yeah. He's got HBO. He's seen lots of pornography. <laughs> he works in insurance, if hey, you know what I mean. I do know what it, you mean. He works hard for his money. <laughs> Man, these back taxes on the ranch, they're going to get you. Oh, yeah. So then we get a scene of Bart breaking into the cabin that everyone's staying in. But it's like, why are you breaking in? Don't you have keys? Like, you, you own this ranch. I don't think you ever need to break in somewhere. Just use the keys. There's a lot of doors and a lot of keys. He probably just doesn't know. Yeah, he's got a whole key. He's got my cookie gave him a key ring with 50 keys on it. And he was like, I'll just punch a window in. That's easier. I'm not going to go through all these keys. I missed cookie throughout this whole movie. I think he should have been more of an integral role throughout. Like you should <laughs> yeah. see him every single time you see Bart part. Right, and if you if you, if Cookie's not on the screen, everyone's asking, "Where's Cookie? When is Cookie coming back?" Yeah, I need to see his butt crack. <laughs> Do you see his butt crack? No, I don't think so. But uh, like, I want to. I get you. Yeah. Uh, so Martin Mull breaks into their cabin and he takes their dad's business card from their wallet, and then there's just like change next to his wallet, and he goes, "Well, a penny earned," and takes a nickel. Out of their change, which I don't know why that and made there me laugh. There was a penny there. There's lots of pennies, but he just I like that he just chooses to take a nickel instead and goes, "Well, a penny earned." Like, okay. I like to think that that was the actor's choice. Yeah, you know what? Take whatever you want. That's that's <laughs> yours, Martin. You're gonna take that nickel home with you, so you might as well go for the big one. Get the nickel, not those pennies. Gafuli me, gafuli you. I can get a five cent candy with this. Oh, you want to gafuli around? Yeah. Okay. All right. Shut the show okay. off. Um. Oh, Natty says one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in a movie. Even if <laughs> even if your family doesn't turn out the way you expected, you still have to stick by them. It's like yeah. that's a lie, Natty. Cut your family to the friggin' curb. That's fine. I feel like it's uh true in some aspects, but there's definitely a line. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like yeah, if they suck, cut them out. Who cares? Blood is thicker than water, you know. Well, cut this out, you know what I mean? Hey, yeah, Uncle Uncle Joey? Offset, yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry, listeners, I drank a whole iced Americano before we started. Ooh, from Costco. 
uh, from Starbucks. I was trying to get a little oh, pep my- in my step. Man, you're a real uh, city boy today. I know. I wanted to get some pep in my step. Instead, I have a gut ache. So that's pretty good trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> I almost went to Starbucks, too, today. Yeah? Why didn't you? Well, I decided to go somewhere closer and that has an egg salad sandwich I like more instead of a heavy egg warm sandwich. Egg salad sandwich? Oh, so good. They make their own bread. Can you believe that? Where is this? In the east end of Haiti. Nice. <laughs> hey, that's where I was. The far, yeah. far east. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, some crap. I don't know. Bart tricks everyone into thinking that they got people coming. This is the second time where somebody, they receive a fax that's like, here's this incredible news for you guys, but I'm, I'm saying, I'm stating in this fax, don't look into this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the dad decides to put all of his uh, saved money into this ranch to save yeah. it. And he knows he's unemployed by this point. Like yeah. They've, yeah, they've told him that I he's unemployed. So. He, they must have at this point. So yeah. it's pretty hilarious that like he's just, all right, spend every penny to save this ranch. What? We can't get a loan? <laughs> yeah, he's banking on the bank, giving them a loan. It was a handshake deal. But it turns out Gafuli was in on that, too. Oh, Gafuli got him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, <laughs> I have a note. Dropping a lot of Indian into this movie, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> Especially, you made a, made a very valid point early on. Like, at the beginning of the movie, they say that it's inappropriate, and then they just continue to use it. They don't care. It's almost as if <laughs> they feel... crazy. It's almost as if they... They didn't include that scene. That scene didn't exist in the original cut. And then they screened the movie for people, and they were like, hey, it's Native American now, right? Like, you can't just <laughs> yeah. go around saying that anymore. And they went, oh, crap. Well, we can't dub all these girls. We we're not going to bring the Olsen twins back in to dub every time they say Indian. So we'll just put a disclaimer at the start where it's like, yeah, you're supposed to say Native American now. And then they just choose to be racist after that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's a choice. It's a choice. Uh, the girls find a secret tunnel underneath a bearskin rug, which is pretty cool. Kind of a neat thing. Yeah, it happens all the time at ranches, though. Ah, oh, yeah, it's a ranch. Uh, a dime a dozen. The secret tunnel leads to Bart's workshop. Farts. Farts workshop, you're right, and my apology. Uh, Farts workshop where there's a giant model of, uh, uh, what the hell's his last name again? Gafuli World. Gafuli. Gafuli world. He wants to sell the ranch, bulldoze it, cement the whole, all the acres, and turn it into a western theme park that he says is going to rival Disneyland. And I say, you're wrong. That is yeah. not going to happen. Gafuli world is going to close in three years. That's my promise to you, Bart. Fart. This would have been like Noah's Ark uh, now when and they yeah. built the real Noah's Ark. Yeah. You know, real Noah's Ark? You're looking at one. <laughs> I think it would work for half a year. Yeah, I feel like they're not going to turn a profit in the first year, and they're certainly yeah. not going to turn a profit in the second year, and then it's just going to get so expensive, and they're going to go, why did we think this would... Why did we think a Western theme park was going to rival Disneyland? 
Who? A paved Western theme park. You don't need to pave anything if it's a Western theme park. People Use gonna, the dirt. Right? People are going to come to the that place and go, why isn't this just a ranch with roller coasters yeah. in it? Why does it have to be this garbage? Hey, now you're talking a ranch with roller coasters on it? That's Ooh, we, cool. I'd go to that. The horses love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know it's the, the the roller coasters are only for horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the it's, they got those standing coasters. They modified them so you can put horses on them. I mean, horse coasters. In this movie, we see a horse on a train, so that's pretty cool. Like on a pass, like on a like a subway, <laughs> just a horse yeah. on there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so that's one step towards horses on a coaster. Exactly. Uh, I I also love that in Bart's workshop. There is a giant framed picture of Mussolini on his wall. Why? <laughs> Why is that there? Are you sure that's Mussolini? I'm 100% you know, like... sure cuz A I recognize Mussolini. B I looked up trivia for this movie and it says that's Mussolini. <laughs> well, this uh this movie was filmed in Alberta, so Well, yes, I Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I super picky. <laughs> about Mussolini. This was filmed in Alberta? Yeah. I was wondering where it takes place. I'm like, is this Montana? Is this Methtana? Is this North Dakota? Where are we? Oh, it's Alberta. Oh, okay. Where well, Shanghai Noon was Well, I think it takes place filmed. in one of those states that you right. mentioned, but just film. Cheaper to film. In Al- Does it say where in Alberta? Uh, I think Alberta. Oh, that's cool. That's gruel. Uh, Alberta, Alberta. So he thinks he's going to call it Gafuli Land and it's a western theme park <laughs> like that's gonna work i don't know uh mr mcgregor whatever his name is is Connor super McGregor. into it trump yeah. trump the trump the trump stand in yeah uh i do like that the girls are like like hiding under the table fart comes into the room they're hiding under the table he sees their shoe so then he shuts off the lights and sits in the dark like patting a hammer into his hand and i was like is he gonna murder these two little girls <laughs> right? is he gonna kill them with a hammer that's horrific bart don't go that was far so creepy it, it was just unbelievably creepy way too creepy for this movie right and like a kid wouldn't even notice that but as adults who know the horrors of the world we'd go he's gonna bash those little girls heads in with a hammer and we're gonna have to watch it yeah way well you have to do a certain amount of terrible things to become a billionaire, and he definitely has the will. It's true. He's got to murder some girls, and then he's got the way. So they tell Natty about the. Uh, they're like, "Hey, Natty, he's got some thing you got to go see," and so they go <laughs> back to the workshop, and then he's just removed the the uh, the big Gafuli land. land. It's like, "Hey, how did he get rid of all that stuff so quickly?" B why are these kids dancing around the fact that he's sabotaging everyone? Like, they just keep going like, hey, you gotta see this, instead of being like, your son built, he's building a theme park here called Gafuli Land, he's got a model of it in his workshop, let us take you to it and show, they just go, hey, there's a thing! It's like, tell her what's going on. I feel like it's because they're kids. And Nobody they're listens to kids. Yeah. You gotta have evidence when you're a kid. Right? But like I said, like I said in my notes, you got to plant the seed in Natty's brain that her son is trying to like usurp her mm. so that she starts getting paranoid about it and starts looking for clues herself. You don't just go, "Ah, eh, the things." <laughs> That's very true. The we should write a letter. Agreed. To the Olsen twins. Hey, send yep. us a mill. 
what's what's it matter to you? Send us a mill. They probably get letters like that all the time. What if we have glitter? Mm. What if we send them a copy of Pat Sajak's Playgirl and go like, what do you think of this? Hey, maybe now you, we're talking. Now that you're over 18, maybe you want to do something like this for all the creeps in the world? Give the creeps <laughs> what they want. I I just thought it would be an olive branch to get to know them. Oh, I thought it was like, hey, we're going to shoot our shot and try to get you in Playgirl. <laughs> in Playgirl? Yeah. I want to see them on a bearskin rug with their jennies tucked between, with their breasts tucked between their legs. So you can't see any of the goods. And people go, this isn't what we wanted. <laughs> this is what we wanted. <laughs> uh, George has a great line when they go, what would you do with the land if you had it, George? And you go, I'd start a casino. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, he goes, ah, JK. JK Simmons. I'm just kidding. Uh Cool. It's a very laugh out loud moment. What I really liked about the writing of this movie is there's legitimate jokes that yeah. draw you in and laugh. Like this is this is the funny, legitimately funniest movie we've watched, except for obviously Shanghai Noon and yeah. Wild Wild West. But of the traditional cowgirl movies, this is the funniest for sure. For sure, I I really appreciate it. Like intentionally, like it's not yeah. like yeah, it's not like oh that's a dumb thing. They're writing jokes that are landing in this. So and. Watching this, I was like, I get why the Olsen twins were popular. Like, I get it. They're charming. Like, they're little precocious, adorable little kids. Like, I totally get why these girls were super successful at a young age. They just have it. Whatever that is, they have that presence as children on screen. And they're good act- no, They're good enough actors. They're be- much better than the average child actor. They have that Haley Joel Osment, like just brilliance in their eyes like to be that young and to be able to like even just say lines like this yeah is uh is really impressive mm-hmm. uh it's crazy cool they say gafuli so much and i'm just like i'm impressed that you could say it once let alone a hundred times yeah they really gafuli that oh yeah 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 <laughs> uh they end up turns out martin mull takes his takes the freaking gafuli land into it the hot tub with him i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah of course he does and then they steal it from him while he's like trying to use a doll to jay off or whatever the hell he's trying to do in that hot tub he's just like oh lady why don't you join me in the hot tub and it's like a little tiny doll that he's talking are you gonna put that up your butt martin what are you doing with it <laughs> but he closes his eyes and then they just steal gafuli land from him and show it to natty and she goes Bart, I thought I knew you. And he goes, you know Diddley. That's pretty good. (laughs) Johnny just sent me a picture of a shirtless Alex Trebek. Now we're talking. Is that real? He looks great. Yeah, he does look great. He could have been Burt Reynolds if he wanted to. Truly. God, yeah, the the Trebek stash from like the 80s and 90s is a... Put that in the Smithsonian. Pristine. Oh, yeah. So nobody cares about his stupid theme park. Uh, he does say <laughs> nobody. Nobody. He does say, "You know your horse, Lightning. I'm sending it to the glue factory." And it's like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, somebody said glue factory in this movie. Yeah, b- farty Barty. No, I can't believe I missed that line. Yeah, big farty oh, Barty Buffooli or whatever. Gafooli. McGruber. McGruber. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he did say glue factory. Also, <laughs> tangential, 
But I, I've been watching a lot of Deal or No Deal on our Samsung Smart TV. They just have garbage channels on there. I've been watching a lot of Deal or No Deal. And this guy was like, one of the contestants was like, I brought my lucky horse with me. And it was a horseshoe that he had that he was like, he, the story behind this horseshoe is he, he went to ride this horse at, on like a tour. And when he climbed onto the horse, the horse collapsed under his weight. And so they had to retire the horse. And so they gave him this horseshoe. And then after the break, like he picks some cases. And then after the break, how he's like, we've got a special surprise for you that we've brought. We talked to the owners of that ranch or wherever he was. Yeah. And they have brought that horse. Your horse is here to see you tonight to show you support. So bring out the horse. And one of the women, I swear to God, brings out a huge jug of glue. And goes, here's your horse. And the guy is like, no. He's like mortified. He's like, my horse. And this happened on Deal or No Deal. With Howie Mandel, he was like, bring out his horse. And it's a jug of glue with the horse's name written on it. It's a real thing. That is so effed up on so many levels. It was like, so that's funny. funny. The guy was shook. Like, he, he didn't think it was funny. He was like, I love that horse. And you're telling me that it's dead and glue now? That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool stuff, Howie Mandel. I will say, I kind of get why Howie Mandel did it, because this guy wouldn't stop grabbing Howie Mandel and hugging him. And Howie All right, Mandel we're doing the glue thing. Yeah, Howie Mandel is like, he's got uh, OCD as frick. Like, yeah. he's like, don't touch me. And this guy was just like grabbing him around the waist and like squeezing him. And how you could see how he was like, get me the F out of here, guys. Bring out the yeah. glue to calm this guy down. Yeah. We're gluing it. I did, you said not to do it, but we're doing it. Bring out the glue. Nothing would have made me happier to hear Howie Mandel go, here comes the glue. <laughs> that is effed up. The little pockets of uh, majesty on uh, reality television is crazy. Right? It's beautiful. It was a beautiful moment on a beautiful show. That guy went on to win $162,000. Okay deal. Could have got a better and deal if he would have held out a little longer, but, you know, he did okay. And he got to grab arse with uh, Howie Mandel, too. He, he grabbed his arse pretty hard at one point. And then after a commercial break, he stopped grabbing Howie Mandel. So there was definitely a discussion that was had off camera where people were like, where Howie was like, you have to stop touching me or I'm going to, like, scream and rip my skin off. So stop <laughs> it. Uh, before we move on, to Leo I, McGruder, I need yeah. to know, uh, are you a deal or a no deal type of guy? Oh, I'm a no deal man. Always. Right <laughs> it to the end. There was a girl that I watched who went from having a deal from the banker worth $72,000. Within three turns, she ended up finally, like, the deal she ended up taking was for $150. Because <laughs> she just <laughs> crapped the bed all the way down and her case was worthless. And she was like, I'm playing it to the bone. I'm leaving her with 150 bucks. <laughs> That's all she got. And before. <laughs> She was like, she was on. She was like, you know, I'm think I'm gonna buy a home. I'm gonna pay off my debts with all this money. And she walked out of there with 150 bucks. <laughs> it was great. No deal, always. I meant more so in life, but like, I'm glad I got your take on the show. Oh, uh, I'm a coward in life, so deal, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to sit on my couch and yell and go, no deal, Howie, no deal. <laughs> but it's not my money. 
I still feel like both apply to the show. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> All right, are we going to meet Leo McGregor now? <laughs> Hell yeah, it's part two, baby. McGregor, time to finance Magooliland. M- 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 Gafooliland. Gafooli. Gafooliland. Just think of fool and then gafuli and uh, then ga it's a name that nobody <laughs> will support they're going to change the name of gafuli land after year one when people go i don't want to go to gafuli land i don't want to be known as a goof you know like ranch land dude ranch land yeah dude ranch land way way better name <laughs> yeah it's great hi welcome to dude ranch land <laughs> that's easy to say it is. You said it. I said it. We didn't stumble one. It's hard to say, though. Ranch makes your tongue go down, but then it's got to scoop back up for land. Like, it's like, it's a hard ch and l right after each other are hard words to to fit in. Dude Ranch Land. Dude Ranch Land. It's See, there's like that weird disconnect between ranch and land. It just doesn't, the two words are too similar. It's weird. I feel like the fact that it's cumbersome makes it good. I feel like chicken tonight, so... <laughs> chicken tonight. What was that for? Chicken. Uh, Chicken, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely for chicken. <laughs> hey, we're not killing enough chickens. We should run some ads for, uh, so we get people to eat some chicken. chicken like chicken, chicken tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> say... Shake and bake? Rice or I think it's shake and bake. I think it is shake and bake. Doesn't matter. The girls steal lightning and ride into Denver to go see Mr. Dinkhead or whatever his name is. And to they change ju- his mind. Change his mind. Hey, we're little precocious girls. We're going to change your mind. And it, I mean, it works. Well, they blackmail them, but then it works. Yeah, it definitely works. They're cute and charming. And this ragamuffin. Uh, <laughs> this blood clot. <laughs> If anything, they're the ragamuffins. Are we? Is Chet Hayes back? Uh, yeah, Chet Hayes back. But uh, I mean, it looks like chicken tonight is what the item is, and it's just a different uh, amount of sauces. (laughs) Oh, I feel like drinking some sauce. Like drinking some sauce. You got it, Reba. Reba Las Vegas. That's our reset. If we don't have a transition, we should just say Reba Las Vegas. We should sing it, of course. Yeah. Reba. Reba Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you I'm glad you caught the key change there. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh pretty cool that the twins got to ride a horse through downtown Denver. That's yeah. pretty cool. Like I'll give them that. Riding through traffic and stuff, and it's them. Like, you can clearly see that it's the Olsen twins. It's pretty sweet. I I couldn't get away from the logistics of it. Like, the fil- how much it would cost for filming and shutting down streets and bringing this horse into the middle of the city and having to s- shoot all these different scenes with both of the twins riding. And where do you get a stunt rider? You don't. You, just get, you, you have the Olsen twins. If one of them dies, you got another one. It's fine. Like, I bet you that montage of them uh, riding into the city cost them, like, a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, all the permits and everything they had to get. Yeah. And, like, and it was, like, it was like 4.30 in the morning. Like, the sun had just come up, and they have to do all this stuff quick. Because they're in downtown Denver. I've been to downtown Denver. It's busy. It's a busy little yeah. town. 
And, uh, yeah, they had to shut the whole thing down. Just made me laugh that there was just a bunch of, like, uptight people being like, is that a horse in the city? It's like, isn't weed legal here, Denver? Just smoke it away, guys. Who cares? <laughs> Not a 94, baby. That's true, yeah. Uh, McGregor's having a meeting and can't see the girls, and he has twins as secretaries, and it was weird watching the four of them interact. Yeah, twins on twins ain't cool. Uh, the no, twins, the older twins, are sharing a computer, which seems weird. It's, yeah, it seems cruel <laughs> to be like. Well, do we have to share a chair to two people for one job? Well, yeah, for real. For a guy like McGregor, it's like, man, why wouldn't you just fire one of them, or hire them both, but only one of them works at a time, and you just pay them one salary? You treat them like one person. <laughs> My theory is that they're actually four people. Whoa, stacked on top of each other. Yeah. It would have been funny because when the twins are all talking, whichever set of twins is talking, like if it's the Olsen twins or these secretaries, the twins like finish each other's sentences and like like that kind of, there's a weird twin stuff happening. But it would have been great if like the like the twins started finishing the other twin sentences. Like if if they if just like all this weird twin magic would have synced up and they just were all like talking the same thing all together at the same time. That would have been a funny little scene, but it's not. Yeah, like the twins between the twins having magical powers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Their minds melded and they could all finish each other's sandwiches. Would have been great. Do you think that these uh, used to be famous uh, little girls, like they were the Olsen twins of their generation, right. and that's why they booked this gig? Like these are like the double mint twins or something like that, like a famous <laughs> set of twins from a time period? No, the double mint twins. You hit it nail on the head first try. Yeah, for I mean, sure. maybe it was them. Who knows? Are you yeah. Googling it? You should find out. I'll Google it. You talk about Barton Fink. Turns out McGruger is just some guy. He's not Trump at all. He's just a guy, just a fat guy who looks like uh, Tom Berenger. It kind of looks like a fatter Tom Berenger, which was pretty cool. I love Sniper, but just weird to see him there and be like, oh, this is nobody. I kind of thought this was going to be a big reveal when they wouldn't tell us who it was, but okay. Um, so then the girls, like, they sneak into this meeting and they overhear that, like, the company's in trouble and if, like, it gets out to the press, it's going to really sink the company. And so they're like, oh, mm -hmm. that's cool. And then they make their pitch and they're like, hey, man, don't do this to the ranch. Like, you know, the ranch is really cool, but if you, 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 you know, screwed it up, turned it into a theme park, that would ruin things. And there's a great exchange when they're like, there's all that plastic grass. So they're talking to McGruger. And McGruger just keeps going, yeah, to everything they say. So they're like, there's plastic grass. Yeah. And all that yeah. cement. Yeah. And all the <laughs> ugly neon everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, I don't think this is working, girls. I don't think this is getting through to him. No, the dialogue's uh, getting through to him. It's just he's very precise in his answering. He, yeah. He doesn't want to mince words. Time is money. And words are yeah. money. And letters are money. So if you can just go, yeah. yeah. If you just go, ah, it's good enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were a part of that craze, right? When I used to go, uh, uh, you say that a lot? Yeah, to everyone, yeah. To dri drive-thrus all the time. What would you like? A Coca-Cola Classic. Okay, uh, please drive ahead. Uh, and then go, what? <laughs> and you're already gone. Yeah, you're already gone, for sure. I was definitely already gone on those road trips. Oh, who's these twins? Who's these twins? They are the Robins twins. Yep. Uh, That's it. Um, nobody famous? 
They're not famous for being twins? Twins? I don't think so. They started working in 79. Uh, were they ever in Playboy? Get those twins <laughs> in Playboy. Uh, yeah. Oh, sick. On their 18th yeah. birthday. There they were, right on Playboy. Centerfold. <laughs> Man, that yes and worked out brilliantly. Brilliantly. Uh, the Olsons rightfully call out McGruger and say that he'd sell his own <laughs> grandmother for a buck. And everyone in there is like, <gasps> and then McGruger goes, you guys aren't afraid of me, are you? And they're like, no, we don't care. We're not Ride these. <laughs> and they give him a finger. <laughs> and it's so precocious that you go, how could I not love these kids? Yeah. You so can't help but melt in their uh, beautiful eyes. Mm-hmm. And so they they invite him and all of his friends out for the weekend to just to experience the ranch and to find out how the West was fun. And I stood up and cheered when they said that. I love when <laughs> movies say the name of the movie. It's really weird that we haven't seen it in every single horse girl movie. Well, I mean, I guess kind of in the Pony Sitters Club they say that a lot, but... Eh, I don't know, that doesn't really count. They're not going like, oh, no, fun at the fair, Pony Sitter's Club. <laughs> that would have worked. Would've Christmas worked. Ranch. Yeah, they they might say Christmas Ranch. Nah, I don't know if they do. I, I, I could see them being like, we're going to turn this into a Christmas Ranch. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Toughy to say. That's easy. Uh, oh, and then, like, the girls blackmail McGruger and are like, if you don't come to our ranch and give us a chance to show you how the West was fun, we're going to tell the media all about this stuff that you don't want them to find out about. And he goes, you girls are five and you're already, like, manipulating people? That's dope. I'm totally down on your team. Yeah, they tell him that they know uh, the company's having PR problems. Yeah. Like, and he goes, what are you talking about? Little girls? You don't know what PR problems. are. <laughs> we know you're having PB and J problems and we're here to solve them. That is believable. Yeah. And they got the peanut butter and jelly to back it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then they uh, take a horse on the train <laughs> and it's great. It's awesome to see that. Well, horse. Mr. McGruger tells them to take the train out instead of, uh, Ride you that know, walking horse. In. Yeah. It's, it's like the idea, like that horse must have been freaking out to be mm-hmm. on a train like that. It'd just be so bizarre. Again, another uh, bit of evidence that they drug these horses. Yeah, of course they do. Of course, not the wild mustangs we see a little later, but every other horse is drugged. First time we've seen uh, wild mustangs this whole time. Yeah, that we this know about. Summer. Maybe there was a bunch they just didn't mention, but probably not. When you have a wild Mustang, you mention you have a wild uh, Mustang. When you've got a sick 1993 Mustang, you better show it off. You gotta be tough. You gotta be tough. Um, McGruger and his company show up, and Bart is going to do everything he can to sabotage their weekend. So he lets the air out of their rafts before they go rafting. He stabs them. <laughs> did, did he? With I didn't knife, notice yeah. that. I didn't see that. That's nuts. <laughs> That's freaking crazy. <laughs> And he goes, this is, I'm picturing the Olsen twins when I do this. At least use a hammer. Right? Bash their heads in. Uh, so then uh, he what, he also lets all the horses go and then replaces them with wild stallions. I'm not quite sure. That part didn't make a lot of sense to me, but fine. He lets them all go, and then they spread out. They don't have time to get them, so George Why? goes and asks his friends for horses, and he brings all these wild stallions back. 
And he's like, yeah, my friends pranked me, I guess. I guess they thought I was a real Johnny come lately, and they friggin' pranked me with this one. And they uh, show these city cucks trying to get on these wild st- uh, stallions, and they're clearly like... Uh, Idiotos. Um, stuntmen. Yeah. <laughs> they're clearly stuntmen. My favorite... uh, but they fall. Oh, yeah. My favorite of the people trying to get on the horse is the woman who is like... She's standing on the horse's left side, so her right side is against the horse, and she puts her right foot into the saddle, and you go, yeah. where are you going from there? What's your plan <laughs> after this? It's a stunt fall. It's a stunt fall, yeah, it's a pratfall. Um, George mentions that like him and his people would go on spirit quests to like find their animal spirits, and I was like, we're definitely getting a spirit quest in this movie. Kinda. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like they it's ran another out, dream. They spent all the money that they were gonna spend on the spirit quest on riding a horse through Denver. So when it comes time for the spirit quest, they just go film the girls sleeping and then have them wake up and go, Wow, that was a weird dream. <laughs> Good enough. It was. It was a weird dream. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh That's I don't it. Know. Bart blows up the cookhouse. Which is wild. He like puts grenades in with baked potatoes or something. I don't know how that happened. While Cookie's in there, his best friend. Yeah, he murders Cookie, and then he's mad when Cookie like doesn't have his back at the end of the movie. And it's like, bro, you put grenades into the potatoes. What do you want me to do? Yeah, you blew up my life. My life is in that kitchen. Yeah, you ruined me. No one will ever take. I just we were dealing with Mr. McGregor. You know how yeah. you know how many doors that would have opened for me if I'd have done a good job on the food. Ah. Yahweh. But Mr. McGruger and his uh, staff do have a terrible day at the ranch. True. But, like, yes, it is a terrible day at the ranch. That's true. And uh, but and they all have matching dumb blue cowboy trench coats. Yeah. Dumb. What do they call those? Trench coats. Dusters. No. Dusters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, but Which they're like, I want. Me too. I want a baby blue duster like they have. <laughs> I want, like, a, a pink one. That's cool. Hey, I'm a boy, you're a girl. That's perfect. Color-coded. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah, With our pink hat. Yeah, way. Yeah, it's a good look. Uh, buh, 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 I don't know. McGruger's pissed. Gender norms. Everyone's pissed. They want to go home. They hate it at the ranch here. And the <laughs> girls are like, okay, leave tomorrow then. Don't leave tonight. And he goes, when my van gets here in the morning, we're out of here. It's like, you're a billionaire. Why did you come here in, like, an Aerostar? You rode in the back of an Aerostar. How? Take a helicopter, man. Like, what are you doing? Well, he definitely t- should have taken a helicopter, but an Aerostar was top of the line back then. That was like the Mercedes event. Hey, my we I had an Aerostar growing up. My parents had an Aerostar, and uh, it broke down constantly. It stranded us in the mountains one time. That was really fun. We were driving up a hill, yeah. and my dad's like, I don't think the car's going to make it up this hill. And we were like, what does that mean for our lives? <laughs> He's like, ah, hold on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of stop, and then you flip back over. Yeah, the car just tilts up, and then over onto its roof, and vacation over. Yeah. There's some crazy roads in them hills. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, everyone's finally like, we have to do something about Bart. It's time to kill Bart, is what they start saying. Yeah. Grab your hammers, we're bashing his head in, so... George starts tracking Bart through the woods. <laughs> I love that they're like, George, Real fun. George, you can you can track, can't you? And he's like, sure, I'm a Native American. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, okay, sure. That tracks. Yeah. Hey, nice. Uh, 
So then they they find Bart's like airstream trailer in the woods. Which how did you get it in there, Bart? Like there's no roads. How did you get an airstream in the middle of the woods? I don't understand. Doesn't matter. Uh, and why does it say temporary headquarters of Gafuli Land? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really just. Now that it's out in the open, you just don't care who knows about it anymore. You're just like, this is Gafuli Land now, and I'm tired of pretending it's not. And it looks like it was written with crayon. Like, that seems like an hour you didn't need to spend at all. <laughs> spend a bit of money and get a professional sign, brah. Yeah. Fax it to yourself. I love that George goes, go, gra- go gather some branches, kids, so he can send the children away so then he can slit Bart's throat in this trailer <laughs> and they don't have to be witness to the murder. That, it was a real dark turn for the movie, but uh, I was there for it. Worth it, though. Totally worth it. Uh, so instead, he tricks Bart into stepping into like a rope trap that grabs his ankle and lifts him up into the air, so he's dangling upside down. Yeah. And uh, and then we get like another great part. Well, I guess it's a little later here. Ah, we'll skip ahead to this part. Who cares? Yeah, the blood starts rushing to the he- his head, and he dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but Cookie shows up to help... <laughs> Martin Mull. This is my favorite part of the whole movie, I think. Me too. Do you want to do you want to do it then? Do you want to go no, through it? No, you do it. I I wouldn't do it service. Uh, so Martin Mull's hanging from this rope until dead. And he goes, "Cookie, Cookie, cut me down." And Cookie goes, "You are a moron." And he goes, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> like really cut me down." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. You're an ugly, stupid moron." <laughs> it's like that's hilarious movie. That's really good. He did start with down the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, cut me down. Down the middle? <laughs> uh we I uh tried to rewind uh that part and uh watch it again yeah. and it totally screwed up the movie for me, so we had like a pause of like twenty minutes <laughs> of me trying to get this movie going again. Nice. That's great. <laughs> uh so then they trick McGruger into looking for a gold mine and uh they're like <laughs> Well, that's the adventure, is uh, trying to find this uh, uh, treasure on the ranch. I like... And I, I'm pretty sure this is the plot to City Slickers 2. It is. It's 100% the plot to City Slickers 2, condensed into five minutes. Yeah. This is Curly's gold they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love that, like, um, Natty's like, look, you can go on this adventure looking for gold with a real Native American guide. And then George just turns to him and goes, proud to be your guide. I don't know why that line made me laugh. On a bicycle. Yeah. Proud to be your guide. Ding, ding. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Ding, ding. He did need a bell. That would have been pretty cool. It's the only thing his bike was missing. And a big flag. Yeah. And maybe reflectors. Yeah, Haiti flag. A big Haiti flag. A flag that says Haiti rules on it. Haiti rules, yeah. (laughs) That should be a flag, not a (laughs) t-shirt. We don't have a manufacturer for flags yet. If you're a manufacturer for flags, hit us up. If you're a big flag, hit us up. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, McGruger's having a freaking blast on this hunt. He's, for some reason, this is really fun for him. I, I don't know why, well, because he's going to make some, going to get some gold at the end of it, but he's like, uh, just loving it. And then they end up finding the gold mine, but then it turns out it's fool's gold. Ha ha, idiots. Isn't life Mr. fun? <laughs> Mr. McGruger has the best line when they find the cave. He oh, goes, yeah? This is better than Treasure Island. <laughs> it's Aladdin's cave. What are you talking about? This is better than Treasure Island. Well, no, he does say when he first meets the twins, when they interrupt his meeting, he goes like, 
When I was oh, your age, my. I read Treasure Island, and it made me want to become a billionaire, I guess. What Something like that. So it Out of context, I was blown away with its absurdity. <laughs> this, is better that... than, this is better than Muppet Treasure Island. What? <laughs> this is better than Muppet City Slickers 2 Legend of Curly's Gold. They should make a Muppet version of that. Why didn't the Muppets just remake? Why didn't the Muppets just remake movies? Like I feel like the real like yes they did old stories, but let the Muppets just do remakes of movies that are just movies you would oh, not yeah. expect them to make. Like City Slickers, I want to see a Muppet City Slickers. That sounds terrific to me. Next year when we do uh, Cowgirl Summer, we should do a week where we do the City Slickers movies. Yeah, man, I'm totally down for it. I, lo I love the first City Slickers. Legitimately love the first City Slickers. Had it on VHS, but my dad had it, and I watched it a lot. And some of the jokes landed, and some of them didn't. And Bruno Kirby's dead, so I get to talk about a dead celebrity, which I love doing. I bet you we watched that movie a lot at the same age, too, and it could explain a lot. That's true, why we're both a couple City Slickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta be tough. Man, my ass is swollen raw hide. You know, little city slickers for you. <laughs> Bleep. What about the scene where the guy just puts a gun to Daniel Stern's head and then he gets the gun and puts it to that guy's head and he goes, I'm gonna kill this guy. <laughs> and then and then he goes, just kidding, I'm gonna kill myself. And everyone's like, oh my God, Daniel Stern, don't. <laughs> That's a real lethal weapon moment. Holy crap. <laughs> it really is, yeah. He just puts the gun in his mouth and starts screaming and Billy Crystal's <laughs> like, this is a family movie! <laughs> we gotta do this! <laughs> We're having fun! We need to find Curly's gold! <laughs> Next time. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's... One of them doesn't come back for Curly's gold. I don't know which... Is it Bruno Kirby because he's dead? Yeah, I think so. They replace him with John Lovitz? Blah. Terrible. Terrible. What? You don't like Lovitz? Nah, I don't like Lovitz. I love Lovitz. Oh, man, I love Lovitz. Yeah. Uh, Fool's Gold, whatever, everyone laughs. Life's grand. But then was, Big yeah. Farty Barty Dankel shows up and grabs the twins and throws them in a raft and takes them down river. Right. You think this movie's kind of over. Yeah, but then there's a kidnapping subplot. And you there's go, no. kidnapping. Damn. Nitro. This is real rules. Oh, yeah, you're looking at them. Uh, like, I love that they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And it's like, just head downstream. He literally, yeah. he can't go anywhere. He's in a boat on a river. You know where he's going to end up. So just go down, just ride next to him and go like, we're going to kill you when you get to the edge of this river. Like, we're yeah. going to bash your head in with hammers. He's on a slow stream to nowhere. He's on a slow boat to the back to the ranch. Back to the ranch. <laughs> so then the girls escape. They go under a bridge. The girls grab a rope from the bridge. And then I love the image of them holding the rope like behind. Clearly they're harnessed to the bridge. And they're grabbing this rope. And then the boat like slides out under them. And then they're just dangling, holding onto this rope. But again, clearly just harnessed. <laughs> just yeah. hanging there like, oh. I think I said out loud most obvious harness scene in film history <laughs> for real yeah <laughs> so but then big farty barty goes over a waterfall and like dies i guess like <laughs> no that, he, he's alive i know he, it's not and it's not even a waterfall it's a dam yeah <laughs> he goes through a <laughs> dam but 
when the boat comes out the other side and falls and hits that first platform, the dummy that they have in there just whips around, and you go, that would have broken his spine. <laughs> like, that would have been <laughs> terrible for him. Doesn't Gafuli say sorry at some point, like when the kids are getting rescued from the rope? He says something about, like, you do one thing wrong and everyone comes after you or something like that. It's like, yeah, this was this was your crime. Kidnapping these girls, not any of the other crimes you did. Oh, yeah. Uh, although the other ones were kind of real crimes, too. This is a super crime. Hey, Martin Like Mull- the fraud and everything. Yeah. Do you know real crimes? You're looking at them. Stealing little kids is one of the biggest, and you should go to super jail. <laughs> yeah, for real. They got a super cuts in the super jail. You're gonna look. You're gonna look your best. You gotta be tough. Oh, so then all is well. McGruger's like, I'm gonna sponsor the ranch. I'm gonna pay off yeah. your debts, and I'll make way more money at it with a ranch than a dumb theme park that will close. And he's right. Yeah. Oh, he's super right. But uh, he only takes ten percent or something like that of the profits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the Olsen twins negotiate the contract. Yeah. He's like, we're going to split it 50-50, and they go, how about you take 10%? And he goes, deal. All right. <laughs> okay, that's great. I mean, really, though, they did save him millions of dollars. Like, yeah. to start with to start with a ranch and then build a theme park? Oh, my God. How did Disney do it? <laughs> that's what an undertaking that would be. Oh, yeah. As far as business acumen, the Olsen twins are head and shoulders above anyone else in this entire movie. <laughs> oh, even above McGruger. Oh, yeah. Way above McGruger. Oh, yeah. So, hey, and then all's well that ends well. Everybody line dances at the end. And, uh. Bart's there for some reason, not in super jail at all. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Like, people are just kind of like, nah, Bart. <laughs> You silly goose. You lost. It's like, send that man to jail. What are you doing? He stole children. He kidnapped these kids. He was going to kill them with a hammer. Yeah. Just because he didn't. Would you have preferred if he killed one twin and then you could have had some crimes to charge him with? Or kidnapping wasn't enough? The super crime uh, deserves super jail. Well, the super crime deserves super time. (laughs) Yeah. Rhyme. Rhyme. Uh, Johnny, what did you think of How the West Was Fun? I was uh, really appreciative uh, that there was real jokes mm-hmm. and an attempt at humor and a little bit more accessibility to older crowds. Uh, these children are masterful at what they do, some of the best. And uh, I give this thing 10. I love it. Uh... What did you think of this movie? I liked it a lot. I thought it was I thought it was really like genuinely enjoyable at times, which I can't really say for any of these other cowgirl movies we've watched. Like they're fine, but like this one like you said had jokes that were funny in it and like stuff that me as an adult could unironically enjoy, which is everything every other cowgirl movie, there's a tinge of irony to my enjoyment of it, right? But not this one. Yeah. This one was pretty good. Uh, I liked that they decided just to be full-on racist and just go, you know what, we'll acknowledge it, but we're not going to change who we are. And uh, <laughs> I love the name Gafuli. So all in all, I give it a 10. How many Gafulis do you give it? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, 
what a what a scale to pick from, you know? I, I really wrecked your whole ish. You truly did. I'd probably give it uh I don't know, out of how many gafoolies would I give it? That's tough. That's even a tougher question. If you're going to be a cowboy, you got to be tough. The best thing about Took, it took too long to load. I was trying to cut myself off with the theme song. Yeah. And then it didn't. It just took too long to load. So I had to vamp. And then you started vamping, so it cut you off instead. It wasn't yeah. really my intention, but here we are. It just took too time to lull. just took too time to lull. Yeah. Is Martin Malden, you know? Took too time to load. Hey, y'all. See you next week for the grand finale of Cowgirl Summer. God, I'm going to miss it. It's going to be double I might cry. You might hear me cry on mic. Man, I feel like a cowgirl. This is our summer theme song.